Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob sitting on the black couch staring at the Ouija board back in the lounge. Uh, the month of March uh, is upon us. I'm on spring break, which means no school for uh, about a week and a half, which means it's creative time for BOB. I'm going to get back into uh, my comic book writing, my screenplay writing, uh, redeveloping Spiral Stairs with my brother. Looking forward to... Um, Seeing him soon. Um, the Bobcast uh, today focuses on smoking, cigarette smoking. Believe it or not, yes, I did smoke. I smoked, the uh, first time I ever smoked a cigarette was with TJ Wilson. And I hate to call you out on this, but hey, we shared a lot during our childhood together. And I believe we had our uh, first cigarettes together. Uh, it was behind Shopping Bag, which is now, I guess, Clemens or Giant or I don't know, somewhere near Taylor Road. So, yeah, I remember taking the drag. I remember falling into the wall. I remember feeling that uh, lift of carbon monoxide. I remember my head spinning. I remember feeling nauseous and, like, all these symptoms. I mean, it doesn't sound like something you'd want to do again. But, yeah, I uh, picked up smoking at the age of 15 in 1995. Um, all my peers smoked. We were the, you know, the long hair kids, the rock and rollers, if you will. So yeah, cigarette smoking was something cool. I mean, Kurt Cobain made it look so good on the posters hanging in my room. My dad smoked cigarettes for 20 plus years. So yeah, I mean, it was bound to happen to me. Uh, throughout, I guess, uh, my teenage years, I smoked, I smoked, I smoked, um, smoked all the way up into my 20s, uh, mid-20s. I was smoking even more. I remember when I was living in California, I would smoke so many cigarettes in the morning that I'd run out and have to go down the street and pick up another pack. I had moved to Parliaments, but I mean, come on, Parliament lights, whatever. It's all the same thing. Um, I never smoked menthol. I had a brief stint with uh, Camel Crush, which uh, I guess I was more interested in the the crushing ball feature than the cigarette itself. So it was always in the back of my mind, yeah, I got to quit, I got to quit. Uh, I set several goals for myself over the years, 25, 27, numerous, numerous different times that I didn't follow through. I uh, I would quit for maybe like three days and then go out, you know, have a drink and start smoking. I, I never, I never committed. I never fully committed to the, you know, the art of quitting, if you will. Uh, we live in a day and age where we know that the cigarettes kill us. Uh, back in the day, doctors prescribed smoking for people who had asthma. Doctors smoked in offices. You could smoke in the, the early 90s in an office if you wanted. So, Cigarette smoking, I guess, at the beginning of the 21st century, uh, the perspective changed. Uh, people still smoke, but they're walking around with, I guess, a loaded weapon. Uh, the great advertisements, the truth.com, I believe, and all those commercials with uh, the cat piss and the, you know, strange additives that are included in these uh, Philip Morris products or who knows? I mean, all, all brands of cigarettes are just bad for you. So I quit, I guess... Um, let me think here. I'm probably about like, I'm 34 now. I quit when I was about 29. And um, I found uh, electronic cigarettes. And I'm talking about the electronic cigarettes that you would buy at 7-Eleven or in the King of Prussia Mall. It was uh, an alternative that worked. Um, the product that I was buying, though, did not satisfy me 100%. Uh, even though I would smoke the electronic cigarette daily without any real cigarettes, I still craved the cigarette. I still wanted it so bad I could taste it in my mouth and it didn't help that the people I was hanging out with at the time all smoked cigarettes. Uh, my wife quit uh, before me and she committed 
and she never relapsed. She hasn't had one, I think, since she was 29. Uh, she remembers that campfire. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. So yeah, I, uh, I go real good for about a year, and then uh, I mess up. I mess up when we had that big hurricane come through a couple years ago, uh, maybe three or four years ago. It was so bad that I remember I was working at the King of Prussia Mall that they uh, shut down the mall and sent everybody home. So I broke down that night. I was having drinks, and um, I think it was a camel light. I think I just took one drag, too, off somebody who was out in the porch with me. And that's one thing, too, that... Um, it's hard for cigarette smokers. For me, I don't really necessarily like going to bars that much. I enjoy the social aspect of it, but I don't like feeling like I'm in a crammed place. So I always love going outside and having, you know, true conversations that you could hear one another while smoking cigarettes. So at the time, I was still going outside with the smokers because I enjoyed that. I enjoy, you know, fresh air. I mean, it wasn't really fresh air if you think about it now. It was a bunch of carbon monoxide swimming around my body. So, uh, yeah, I took a drag, and man, it just all went downhill from there. I just smoking, 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 hiding cigarettes from my wife, uh, bumming a cigarette on a Friday to smoke on a Sunday night. I mean, that's how bad the extent of my addiction was. I couldn't figure a way around it. It uh, ruled my life. I thought about cigarettes in the morning while shampooing my hair in the shower to the moment of my first sip of coffee. It's been a lifelong battle. Uh now, many of you do know that I work in the world of education, and for me, if you're working with kids, you, do, you should not smell like cigarettes. It's, it's a terrible thing. It's, you don't want them to know that someone they look up to smokes cigarettes because cigarettes will destroy your life in a way. It will destroy your face. We know that. I mean, uh, cigarette smoke uh, wrinkles your skin, discolors it. My, my teeth for, the, for several years were stained yellow, and now they're starting to become very pearly white over the last few years. Uh, I relapsed. Uh, I go back. I quit again. And um, I guess it brings me up to the year 2014. Excuse me, 2013. The summer of 2013, August. I had a party in my backyard with Downtown Harvest playing, and I was DJing, and it was a real good time. And I was smoking that night, man. And I remember having the last cigarette and saying to myself, you know, school starts in a few weeks. This party, as I mentioned, was in August. So uh, I, I think I remember my last cigarette. I mean, I do remember flicking it into the street. I mean, even though that was littering, it's kind of like a signifying a passing of the torch, letting go of your addiction. And I quit. And, um, yeah, I stuck with the electronic cigarette. And um, as I mentioned previously, the electronic cigarette didn't satisfy all my needs. Uh, it didn't satisfy all my needs until I came across uh, vape pens and EVODs and um, this different type of electronic smoke, which involves liquid and uh, liquid that's made out of 100% uh, FDA-approved organic PG and VG uh, juices. So uh, I asked the, this kid, I was like, hey, man, where'd you get that at? And he told me he got it at the Bridgeport Vape Shop. And I was like, wow, they got a Bridgeport Vape Shop. I know they got a Frosty Falls with Frank Lewinko dishing out that delicious uh, water ice and vanilla ice cream. But I had no idea that they had a vape shop. So uh, I went by the store. I got myself a nice kit. And ever since then, I've been 100% satisfied. So uh, today I went back to uh, the Bridgeport Vape Store, picked up some things, and I decided to do an interview with the owner, the proprietor, and the maker of liquids that you can buy at Bridgeport Vape. So uh, let's take a listen to the interview. And if you're out there thinking about quitting smoking cigarettes, may this inspire you. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast, live from Bridgeport at the Bridgeport Vape Shop with Mike Scavello. Am I saying that correctly? 
Uh, I quit smoking cigarettes last August. Um, my last cigarette was at a barbecue. Uh, I remember flicking it into the street and saying to myself, never again. And that was a, a tough task to uh, complete. If it wasn't for the vape shop here in Bridgeport, I still, I, I have been vaping ever since I came here. I haven't had one cigarette. Uh, my face feels good. I feel clean. I don't get all winded sometimes. Uh, I have lots of energy. It's through the roof. Bridgeport Vape Shop I found online. I was surprised to find it here in the heart of Bridgeport on Ford Street, right? Yeah. So, uh, Mike, tell us, uh, tell the Bobcast listeners out there exactly what is the Bridgeport Vape Shop, how did it come to be, and what uh, are your plans for the future? Well, the Bridgeport Vape Shop was founded by accident. Um, you know, I was a smoker for many years, excavation background, no retail, so it's been an upward battle. You know, since I started, you know, with zero experience in this industry. But, um, you know, being the only smoker in my family, uh, me and my grandma, um, I was down uh, in Florida on vacation. And uh, out of respect for my father, you know, I uh, didn't want to smoke in his house. And, you know, heard about this electronic cigarette thing and Googled it. And sure enough, down in Florida, I found a shop in which I went in there, you know, and everyone was just kind of hanging out and vaping. And, I mean, it was like a club. Mm-hmm. You know, it was neat. It was like I felt like a part of something, you know what I mean? So the attraction was was amazing, you know what I mean? It just drew you in, you know. And uh, so I bought a kit that day, knowing nothing. The people didn't explain nothing to me, you know, and, and I was left to figure it out when I got home. You know, sure enough, I did. And, you know, by the next day I woke up and uh, I had gone 24 hours without smoking, you know, which was amazing. So uh, that planted the seed. You know, the remainder of my vacation in Florida, I ended up going to the shop five more times, buying five more kits. Getting an extra one for my grandma and flying home, I hooked her up and got her to quit. So she was my first advocate. And, uh, you know, from there I studied the industry for about a year. And uh, when my father's excavation business got slow, I knew that now was the time. You know, so put together what money I had and... uh, you know, here I am. Mm-hmm. So are you uh, are you from this area, the Bridgeport area? Yeah, yeah. Born and raised, been around here my whole life, third generation. So when did the shop first open up? Uh, it was uh, March 1st, 2013. So since uh, 2013, actually it's, a, what, a year anniversary coming up for you guys? Just passed. Just passed, yeah, right? Yeah. So since then, the shop has turned into, uh, I mean, what Mike was just saying about like a club. You walk into the Bridgeport Vape Shop, you got a nice TV, you got a couch. Got good staff members. Ruben's an excellent uh, vape master, I guess, as a technician is what you would call him. You got many different uh, things here to choose from. One of the things that's different from electronic cigarettes that you buy at 7-Eleven is that you're vaping juice that you make in the back room. Uh, the juice, the liquid, e-liquid, whatever you want to call it, is delicious. I vape Dragon Blood, which uh, some people say tastes fruity. Yeah, to me, it just tastes like a, a kind of like a Parliament menthol mixed with like a little bit of. Just a little bit of love. Uh, when did you start uh, making the juice? What was that process like for you? Was it difficult? What can you tell me about that? It was. It, it was extremely difficult. You know, um, uh, when I first opened, you know, I was ordering overseas like most people do when they, you know, first open, you know, and um, I wanted to know more about the product and more about what we were vaping. You know, um, I mean, we are breathing this stuff, so, I mean, I, I think I have a right to know what, what I'm breathing, you know, and uh, so, you know, after, you know, reaching out to the suppliers and them giving me, you know, zero information, 
you know, uh, I decided that I was going to make it natural. You know, I was going to, you know, buy all the ingredients uh, within the states and, uh, you know, everything that goes into my juice is all United States. You know, the, the, the flavors, the base, everything, nicotine, and, and I know what's in it, you know, so I know what I'm vaping and what I'm, you know, uh, selling to my customers, you know, is legitimate stuff, good stuff and uh, all natural, you know, and uh, that's like security to people, you know, that I can guarantee them, you know, that, that, that what I'm giving them is is uh, is good, you know, and, and it's, you know, not like, you know, ordering overseas where, you know, who knows, you know, you got somebody else preparing it for you. But, yeah, a lot of time goes into it, a lot. So all the juices are made in the back room here, right? Yeah, they are. I have a lab set up back there. You know, it's all clean uh, to FDA specs, and, uh, you know, we're slowly growing. So for the naysayers out there who are like, oh, I don't want to quit smoking cigarettes because uh, electronic cigarettes or vaping, um, some people think that it's not as healthy as, or it's not healthy. It's just like smoking. What do you want to say to the people out there who are still on the fence uh, about vaping because of, I guess, health concerns? I want to say that um, nicotine's about as bad for you as caffeine and a cup of coffee when you're using it like this. Um, you know, it's not the nicotine that's killing you and all the cigarettes. It's all the other crap, the carcinogens, the carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide. That's what's killing you, the tar, all that stuff that lays in your lungs. You know, um, the only thing bad in my juice is the nicotine, you know. And, uh, you know, as far as I know, nicotine don't kill you. It's just addictive. And, uh, and so is caffeine and coffee. You know, and everything else I use is all natural. So, I mean, um, <clears throat> people actually uh, taper off their nicotine. We stabilize them, we taper them off, and then they vape flavor, which is also all natural. So, I mean, it's you can take any avenue with this. You know, you can use it as a substitution. You can use it to quit. You know, um, you know, you, you, you choose your vape, and that's what's nice about this. You know, it ain't like a cigarette where, you know, what you see is what you get. You know what I mean? You can customize this to make this a part of you. So um, here in the vape shop, uh, there's a, a wall, there's a board with all the uh, world's finest flavors, tobacco flavors, coffee flavors, etc. Uh, what would you say your most popular fl flavor is and why? I would have to say it's the, probably the RY, which is like a real good caramel tobacco. Um, the Dragon's Blood, definitely. Uh, and the Tropical Explosion, they are probably the three biggest sellers that um, I can barely keep on the shelf. So for uh, the Bobcast listeners out there who are still smoking in their 30s or late 20s, uh, even if you're 18, 19 years old and you're listening to this, uh, what would you recommend as a startup kit? Um, you know, we have a basic $30 kit, you know, that's not too expensive, you know, that, you know, uh, if you kind of want to get started but you're kind of leery on spending money, um, that, that's perfect for you. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not putting yourself out too much. For the listeners out there, um, before we wrap things up, if you need more information, the website is worldsfinestvapeshop.com. I'd like to thank my guest, Mike Scavelli, for uh, getting me on the vape juice uh, going on almost a year, coming up this summer, no smoking, just vaping. I uh, highly recommend you come into the shop. It's here on Ford Street. Uh, what's the corner street right there? Fourth uh, and Decal. Fourth and Decal, all right? So, yeah, come by the vape shop. Get yourself set up here. Mike and the staff, everyone will take care of you, all right? Thanks a lot for listening to another episode of Bobcast. Bobcast.